Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Thursday, July 8th. Today on the show, we bring in Tim Sullivan of Club and Country to explain the massive acquisition that Nashville SC made on Wednesday. I've got a golf idea for Nashville, inspired by all these celebrity golf matches that we're watching. But we begin with some long overdue praise for one Tennessee Titan. The 440 is brought to you every single day for free, constructed by the Kingston Group, the website buildkg.com. They are, of course, an award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm. And I am not telling you right now today, in the middle of the summertime, to go do a major project, a major remodel on your home, or even build a new home. But what I am asking you to do is keep that name in mind, the Kingston Group, because when you are ready to do something like that, and let's be honest, money's pretty cheap right now, they are the people to trust with your home. You want somebody that you can trust, someone that's going to do the job that they say they're going to do. And that's the Kingston Group's business model. It's why they've been successful for over 10 years. Go look at their work all over the website, all over the socials, buildkg.com. Follow them on all the different platforms as well. You can see their exceptional work for yourself. I promise you, they will not let you down. It's all about trust and it's all about quality. Remember the name, the Kingston Group. So here is what an anonymous NFL general manager talking to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler said about Tennessee Titans defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons. Quote, no one is Aaron Donald, but he might be the closest, end quote. And my only response to that is, yeah, some of us have been saying this for years. Simmons is arguably the most physically gifted player on the Titans roster, one that includes superhuman Derrick Henry and freakazoid Julio Jones. And exactly like Henry and Jones, both five-star recruits coming out of high school, Simmons has been an absolute monster on every football field he's ever stepped on his entire life. He was an unstoppable force in high school and at Mississippi State in college, and now is for the Titans. He was a five-star recruit and first-round pick for a reason. Literally, just look at him. He's like a transformer. And no Titan may benefit more from Simmons' presence than free agent signings Danico Autry and Bud Dupree. Defensive tackles don't normally get to collect stats. Those tend to go to the edge players. And everyone, especially as it pertains to this particular Titans team, can get way too caught up in sack totals. The real question is, are you affecting the passer? Are you disrupting the pocket? And the combination of Autry, who is a very disruptive player in his own right, and Simmons up front next to each other will make everyone else's job easier. Directly, Dupree and Harold Landry should have a lot more room to operate because offensive lines will have to commit so many personnel resources to stopping Simmons. Indirectly, it clears up space for Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown to flow through traffic and creates less time that a young but talented secondary has to cover. Simmons is the franchise piece this defense will be built around for the next 10 years. He was double teamed constantly last year and still won the line of scrimmage more times than not. Hell, just watch any fourth and one. How many times has Jeffrey Simmons single-handedly stopped an entire offense in the last two seasons? He's only just scratching the surface of his raw, pure ability, and I fully expect the phrase all-pro to be attached to his name sooner rather than later. So I watched a whole lot of The Match, of course, with uh, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson, Aaron Rodgers, and Bryson DeChambeau. We all hate Tom Brady, and getting to watch him be the worst at something when he gets to shank balls left and right is one of sports' little joys. I, I appreciate watching Tom Brady suck at something more than anything else. Um, Phil Mickelson's a great personality, but really what I wanted to get across, and, and Bryson DeChambeau has his own sort of quirkiness and, and reputation, 
maybe he tried a little too hard. But here's what I would say about the entire concept. I think people need to get used to this, and I think it needs to be scaled down to local ideas and concepts and businesses. We can all come up with an unbelievable list of people that should be on the match when it's broadcast in Big Sky, Montana with you know, Charles Barkley doing doing commentary. We are we get insight into their personalities. We we get to ride along with them on a golf course, which is something that we can all relate to for any of us that enjoy the sport of golf. It's a very communal, very jovial, personal experience. So I think the concept is here to stay for a long time. I think we are going to be doing reality TV show golf matches with celebrities forever. I think it's a brilliant concept. But what I'd like to see is scale it down to the regional and to the local. What, what, what would you want to see in Nashville? What would you want to see in Middle Tennessee? I mean, the list of celebrities that I would watch play golf at Pick a Nice Golf Country Club in Middle Tennessee is endless. Pecorine, Ron Slay, Taylor Swift, Tim Corbin, Mike Vrabel, Taylor Lewan. I mean, give me a break. Rick Barnes would be an absolute gem. Casey Alexander from Belmont. My dream foursome, of course, probably Ron Slay, Pecorine, Sturgill Simpson, and Taylor Lewan. You're telling me you wouldn't watch that on a local television channel at a local golf course with open microphones? Are you kidding me? It is a brilliant concept, and there is something intimate about golf and personal about golf that makes it work. I don't think you could do this with any other sport. I want to see this concept, which I don't think is going anywhere, scaled down. And the foursome I want to see in Nashville is Taylor Lewan, Sturgill Simpson, Pecorine, and Ron Slay. Give them some drinks while we're at it. Let's see what happens. I think it is a brilliant concept. I am obsessed with it. I am not a reality TV guy who likes sort of the fabricated situation, but for some reason, I truly enjoy watching people play golf, especially at beautiful locations. Nashville SC made some headlines on Wednesday by setting a club record. Mike Jacobs and company completed the club record signing of forward Ake Loba from Monterey on a designated player contract at an astonishing $6.8 million transfer fee. It is not only the highest in club history, but it's also one of the most expensive transfers in MLS history. To better explain what it means for soccer fans in Music City and get a quick look at the Atlanta United match on Thursday night, we bring in Tim Sullivan of the Club and Country podcast and clubcountryusa.com to tell us exactly what the acquisition of Loba means to Nashville SC. Yeah, he's a guy who comes from Monterey, which is one of the richest clubs in North America um, between MLS and Liga MX. Liga MX has a lot more money, and Monterey is one of the big boys of Liga MX, so that's a big deal. Um, he's a guy who's from the Ivory Coast, but has been playing in South America and then more recently Mexico uh, for the past five or six years, and he's going to be the certainly the record transfer for this club, and in the top 30 uh, dollar amount transfers all time in this league, so it's a big-time acquisition, and he's a guy who, uh, when you spend that amount of money, you expect him to score some goals. So we expect him to increase the pace, let's say atop the Nashville formation. Is that fair? Yeah, I think it, when you look at like kind of the style of player he is, he's a speedy player. But what the thing that he really brings is like a, a goal hunger that you don't really have a ton of on this Nashville team. You see it. I think it's like the defining characteristic of Atlanta United's Joseph Martinez. He's a guy who has has talent, has skill, but just wants goals. And I think that's something that Loba brings that you don't see yet on this Nashville roster. Well, speaking of Atlanta, huge one, of course, Thursday evening, some pieces missing for both teams, but what can fans expect with uh, maybe a rivalry budding with Atlanta United? 
Yeah, this is a game that I think Atlanta would still say Nashville's down their list of rivals and, and Nashville might say the same, but I don't know necessarily how much either of those fan bases is being honest with itself, but it should be a pretty hard fought game despite the personnel losses on both sides, whether that's to the Gold Cup. Atlanta has three players playing for the U.S., just like Nashville is without three of its players uh, playing for various countries in the Gold Cup. So this this is a really shorthanded Atlanta team because in addition to that, they have a bunch of guys who are either out or limited with injury. So we'll see who's available for them. But this is a Nashville team that earned a draw on the road against Atlanta United. So with a depleted Atlanta United coming to Nissan Stadium, they're going to feel like they have to get a win to feel like they uh, accomplished what they thought they should. That, of course, was Tim Sullivan of the Club and Country podcast right here on the 440 Sports Network. Make sure you check out that show. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And, of course, kickoff against Atlanta United, trying to make this a rivalry here for the boys in gold, is at 7.30 at Nissan Stadium on Thursday night. Thursday's docket coming up in just a second, but, of course, we here at the 440 are brought to you by the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. If you need a big project or a major remodel or a rebuild done on your home, there is only one name to remember, and that is the Kingston Group. It's about trust, it's about craftsmanship, it's about care, and it's about teamwork. Check out the website for their work. That's buildkg.com, the Kingston Group. Here is what I am watching on Thursday. Of course, Nashville SC takes center stage, hosting rival Atlanta United at 7.30 p.m. at Nissan Stadium. The boys in gold are trying to keep their season-long unbeaten home streak alive. Game two of the NBA Finals will start at 8 p.m. The Suns will try to take a two-games-to-nothing lead after a relatively workmanlike win in Game 1 over Milwaukee on Tuesday. Giannis did, in fact, play, but was clearly not his normal electric self. Otherwise, Thursday is a light day. The Euros will take three days off before the championship final on Sunday. The men at Wimbledon are off until Friday's semifinals, and the Atlanta Braves are off as well. The first-place Mets are hosting Pittsburgh at 6.10 p.m., however. My first-place Mets. Additionally, the women at Wimbledon will be in action across the pond with two semifinals on Thursday. Action gets started at 9 a.m. Central Time. Gotta love weekday sports. However, not one American woman made it to the Final Four. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. My name is Braden Gall. Please share the show with one person. It is all that I ask of you who listen to this product every single morning and uh, all of you out there. I'm so incredibly grateful for all of you. So thank you for checking out the product. Please pass it along. Follow us on the Twitters of at 440 sports. You can follow me, Braden Gall at Braden Gall. Again, thank you all for listening. This has been the 440 for Thursday, July 8th. The 440 is a production of 440 media written and produced by Braden Gall music by William Tyler.